Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother Squirrel. That's Jick. That's Bip. Oh my god, you're worse than me at it. It is. Hi, Pippin. Are we going to have a fourth co-host today? I'm already, I'm already like uh, level 88, Bob. I started out at level 85 and I've just been playing here and there for the past week. Oh, well, yeah. Now that, did you get the, did you play yesterday? Log oh, yeah, in? the 13th anniversary yeah. thing. Quip I've the got the quit. Okay. Well, the tabard, I don't. Equip it. I don't think I have the tabard. Yes, you though. did. If you open the mail, you have the tabard. Okay. It's 13% increase the XP and rep. Okay. Fucking open it, bish. No, I've opened it because. I put it on. It has no actual cooldown. So for one hour, you get that. So just constantly. Then also go to Stormwind and get your fucking Bootsy Collins glasses. <laughs> Actually, I was looking at those Bootsy Collins glasses, but... Yeah. Um, they give you enough time-walking badges to get it. Yeah. Get them Bootsy Collins shit. But I was like, dude, we need a place so we can go up against some of those old-school Oh, yeah. Bosses. That's one of the reasons I, want I wanted you, to play today. I want you to get it... We'll see if I'm feeling better later, but... Because it's only going through the 30th. 30th, yeah. So we could maybe play next week, but... But Oh, I also have an idea. Uh, does Soraya have Friday off? Yes. Never mind then. Because I figured if she was still working, uh, come down, we watch Justice League, and then we fucking have an episode about it. Because you know that movie's going to change. I still haven't seen Thor, though. I want to see Thor before Justice League. Think about Thor? Well, I've already wrote it on the Facebook. I honestly don't know what to think about it, Jake. Hmm. It's good, but the themes are clashing too much. So do you just feel like maybe it's an oversaturation? Well... No, it's it's a constant butting of heads to where it's trying. His whole f- like the whole story is his land is taken over, but every thirty seconds there's a joke, and it's done well because the director, I uh, oh what was the name of that movie? I uh, what we do in the shadows or something like that. It was a I uh, it was a movie about vampires, roommate vampires. It was a it was a mockumentary about roommate vampires, and it was really fucking funny. And the director also did this, and it comes through. That really funny shit comes through. But at the same time, it's just too big of a clash of themes. It's not bad in any stretch of the word. So you're saying that possibly the improv is what can. It's cause not even some improv. It's no written. some of no 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 no. There's a lot of that that was improvised. There's a lot of improv. Improv in that movie. It just seemed like a lot of it was crafted. Like, so much of it... Oh, that felt good. Just popped my neck. Oh No, I heard it. Oh, shit. Uh, One good thing when I started going to that that chiropractor, even though they fucked me, uh, they told me 12 would be free, and they charged me for every 12. I got one bill of 12 fucking... Anyway. Yeah, I never could pop my neck. Now... It'll happen every now and again. It's fucking glory. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> Wait, did we do the actual full intro? That the- yeah, 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 we did. Okay. All right. We did. So, dear viewers, I'm going to start this episode by apologizing. You I always am- apologize in some form or fashion. Yeah. Be- You're always like... I'm sorry this is late, yeah. or I'm just Oh, done. I've stopped giving a shit about it being late because I told everybody why. But if it's not because I'm sick, it's because my flow got fucked up, and I'm not going to upload this on a Monday if I have Monday off. <laughs> it's just my it's my pattern. Everybody has patterns. It's true. But, uh, no, nah, I'm just not going to be all that into it today. 
See, I'm you dead. Don't, see, you don't sound that way. Uh, <laughs> then I'm good at covering up the pain. That's a good possibility. Dun, dun, dun. I'm sorry, I haven't heard Linkin Park in so long I couldn't even do the the melody. Dun, dun. Hey, hey, Which song? Uh, I couldn't even remember which. Oh. Probably crawling in my skin, but I didn't it's feel like fucking belting it. But you know that that shitty fucking the three note piano intro. Although it's a very good thing that it's truncated by the sound of a drain being uh, something going down a drain because it's a shit storm. Yes, it is, Pippin. <laughs> yep. So we have a fourth guest host today. Pippin's been hanging out down here, but she's not nearly as loud as Oliver. She doesn't whimper. No, she sure. doesn't. She hardly ever says anything. Well, <laughs> that was fucking weird. Anyway, <clears throat> we're uh, the main story today. I don't know. Maybe kind of long. May not. We'll figure that out as we go. Uh, but it's something that I realized, Jake, when I uh, earlier this week, because uh, my my daily routine when I work is I watch freaking shit on Netflix until mm-hmm. like ten minutes before I have to leave, and then I get ready. <laughs> right. And. I started watching Young Frankenstein. Such a glorious movie. It is. Shit. Though I realize there's only a couple things that don't track well now. Like, I don't know, Madeline Kahn being raped and then getting into it. Honestly, you like that. I I know the comedy of this scene, but it's just kind of, it, it's hard to watch. Well, but you're not really watching anything because isn't no, it dark? No. It doesn't matter if you're watching it. You still know Peter Boyle just forced himself on Madeline Kahn. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around. It's it's kind of hard to to allow to approve of the movie. She's always the character that really wants like big honking swinging, but not in this one. No, that's part of the reason why she liked Frankenstein's monster. Oh no, that's part of of the reason why she didn't like complain too much jake she complained at first and then she realized he was swinging dang that doesn't no 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 that doesn't no no blazing saddles she was seducing him she was trying to fuck uh clavon little this was peter boyle's character forcing himself on her and then her eventually being okay with it true that that kind of it it kind of it it I don't even know if it, you could say it aged well, because I don't think that was that would have been that great. Then, but anyway, that that odd bit of uh, hard to swallowed. Oh, God. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Aside, <laughs> I was I uh, I was noticing something about the movie. Okay, Young Frankenstein. Would you consider it a true comedy or a parody? I would actually consider it a true comedy. You know, that's that's kind of. I what don't I was... see it as a parody, mainly because it's taking the stuff. Because even the set they use was the original set from the original Frankenstein movie, the Karloff. <clears throat> Karloff, right? Yes. Yeah. So, to, that's why to me, and he's always talking about how his grandfather was the one that did all that. That's why I don't think it's a parody. It's like a true comedy because it's supposed to seem more. As an updated continuation. Yes, and but on the other side, though, there are certain bits that you wouldn't find in even a surrealist comedy. You only find in the genre of parody. Like, I don't know, the fucking leader of the mob? 
which I just realized for the first time when I watched it because I never paid too much attention. He has an eye patch and a monocle over it. <laughs> In the scene where fucking uh, uh, Marty Freeman. But remember, they're supposed to be dumb and that's supposed to just reflect that stupidity was this person's so dumb, they have an eye patch and they put a monocle over it. But at the same time, Marty Friedman, Igor. No, that's Marty Feldman. 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 Oh, yeah. shit. Oops. Marty Feldman. His whole character is a... Uh, a that, now the character current itself satirist is Current like satirist backstep to where mm-hmm. it's... It is, you know, someone who's making... He is basically a more smart version of the genie from Aladdin. <laughs> there, wolf. What? There. Like, wolf. There, wolf. There. What? There, there wolf. wolf. There, castle. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? I just thought it was a bit weird. <laughs> but no, that. Because his whole deal is Marxism. Not Marxism as in Carl, as Groucho. <laughs> hmm. Would it be? Yeah, I'd go with Groucho with this one. Yeah. But yeah, it's... it. There's all these little bits to it that I don't know if I could consider it a true comedy... But I consider it an amazing parody. But at the same time, it, its whole story is, and also because the thing of a parody is, it is, it is I uh, needed the fact that you know what it's talking about. Like Blazing Saddles, a great movie, but there is no way that's just a base comedy. That is a full-on parody. There is no other fucking way around it because every joke is framed around. Racism. This is a cow. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, yes, but this is a cowboy movie. And we are subverting the expectations of a cowboy movie. We knew all these cowboy movies were done in uh, in cardboard cities, so we actually built a cardboard city for the cowboys to destroy. And, well, you know, the whole bit with Dom DeLuise. Yes! And that was even just a... I still love the fact that they just paid her off without her even saying anything. It's like, you know what? We could fight it. Like, she's like, hey, originally it was, guys, it's my name. And you're like, you know what? We could have fought it. We could have fought it. But it's fucking Hedy Lamar. So we just paid her off because she deserved it. <laughs> Dude, there. Uh, maybe it's from where. I don't know if it's so much from where I'm getting older or maybe just where you notice things more. Like, whenever it comes to those movies, it's the subtle humor. Like, in Young Frankenstein, the fact that she says he was my boyfriend isn't really that funny. Now, the way she's grand about the, it yes, the is, funny, is funny, but what makes it the funniest, she's not saying my baby daddy or anything like that. No, my not even my boy, lover. My she's boyfriend. using child words. Exactly. Like, and he was my lover. No, he, he was, was my boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> and <Yeah>. it's... <laughs> That level, yes, and that is probably why that is the best movie Mel Brooks will ever make. See, I don't know between it and Blazing Saddles, there's more subtle humor in Young Frankenstein than what there is in Blazing Saddles. But at the same time, it is a good movie beginning to end. Blazing Saddles sucks at the end. Yeah. Its ending is shit. It is not good at all. Yeah. Now, huh? Well, maybe high anxiety. High anxiety is a close two. High anxiety is... Because it's good beginning to end. And there's a fucking crooner scene. <laughs> I love that song, High Anxiety. It's great. But no, it's... But yeah, if I... Uh, 
I would put. I would be tempted to put Young Frankenstein number one uh, no, as well. Always number one, Young Frankenstein. I'm saying, as in, in terms of a good all around movie, High Anxiety does trump Blazing Saddles because it is well made beginning to end. Blazing Saddles is great until the climax. All right, it has issues in the climax. That's it. I've had a few dates like and that. And that is well because you were a drunk. <laughs> But no, nah, it had it had those issues. But yeah, high anxiety. I can't remember silent movie or uh, much silent ado at the movie, moment. I liked silent movie, but it doesn't stay in my mind. That or much ado was that, it? Much ado. The only thing. Yeah, much ado. The only thing that stands out most for me in silent movie is Marty Feldman. Of course, because you, the he way is, he emotes. He is a pantomime god. Yeah, and James Con actually, James Con yeah. like. His his bit in the movie, I actually genuinely enjoyed. I'm like, J- this is James Caan acting, you know, and I I really liked it. But no, Marty Feldman is always the he's po- always the best. Just like Nothing Madeline Kahn always sto- or no 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 Madeline Kahn was she so always, amazingly beautiful. He, oh my goodness. She, yes, but she was also an amazing actor who stole all kinds of scenes. Like even in Clue. The, one of the most quoted things you'll do about Clue is like made me you making me so angry that there's flames flaming <laughs> of all the things like that is one of the most quoted bits of Clue just because Madeline Kahn sells it so well she is an amazing actor was here yeah so I don't know why this popped into mind right so. I've always been curious about this. Where would you rank the jerk in in comedy scale? Like, would you say it's like up there with it's, some of the best of Brooks, or would yes. you say it's more too much like no, uh, Adam Sandler movies? No, funny? no, 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 no. Here's the thing: Adam Sandler is dumb because he doesn't know what else to do. Steve Martin is dumb the way a smart person can be dumb. It takes a certain level of intellect and reading and knowledge to be that stupid. That level of dumb is perfectly crafted to where you know you have to uh, stand in front of a mirror for hours to get your lines just right, just so you can have a pratfall in a couple minutes. Though the amount of work needed to make that that much of a stupid movie is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. That is one of the greatest comedies ever it made. The jerk because is... it makes no sense, it, but you can tell it's not just a random sequence of events. It is a well-crafted, meticulous dumb. It is. I mean, he must on. really hate these kids. I mean, come on. The first line was, I was born, born a, a poor black, black man. I was going to ask you where you would rank that in like comedy lines. But, but you also, here's the thing though. If you quote that, like somebody it's may have heard that of quote. Context, exactly. Yes. But at the same time, right below it in Those terms of know, awesome, cl- no. awesome quotes though, is I don't need anything. I, that entire monologue, I consider that one line. As in, right below that, in terms of great lines, is that whole monologue, because I don't need anything. Except this ashtray, <laughs> and this lamp, and this, this remote control, ball. this paddle ball game, <laughs> and this dog. I don't need my dog. <laughs> it's so dumb. And I mean, come on, it's like, like oh, you mean like... Me? <laughs> then he karate chops a bunch of fucking people. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it is. That it is movie... so well done. 
it is beautifully, beautifully crafted. But no, yeah, it's 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 in the higher echelon of comedy. And I don't give a shit. Fight me on it, motherfuckers. No, it, that movie is uh, not you. It is. Them. It is a dumb movie, but perfectly crafted. Right. It's crafted to like Dumb and Dumber was not crafted to be no. dumb. There you go. There's a perfect. It was spotlighting stupidity. Yeah. It was, which just... was fine because Dumb and Dumber is hilarious. I could no. It was hilarious when I was a kid. I can't watch it. Yeah, I haven't watched it's it. It's so in a while, fucking though. dumb. It's it's lowest common denominator. I laughed harder at the jerk when I grew up. I don't know. The uh, the pullover. No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. That's a pretty good line. <laughs> That's... And it's Harlan Williams playing the cop that pulls him over. But, no, that line is hilarious. That line... that That's one of those, like... But... Oh, oh, amazing lines in comedy. All right. Okay. I was watching uh, Adam's Family again. And that's another one of those movies where... You laugh as a kid, and then you watch it as an adult, and you laugh harder. Like when Tully and I uh, and uh, Gomez are they're working on a uh, they're going to get a, a foundation for for Fester because you know in this one he's lost at sea and presumed dead. And he's like for Fester, for Fester. He's like I uh, one of a kind. The doctor said it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kind of animals, wonderful with children. They never proved anything. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that right there, just... That fucking exchange is so good, and you laugh so much harder at the Angelica Houston shit because you realize how... Because as a kid, you just... You don't notice the humor between her and Gomez, mm -hmm. which is what was great about the show as well. Because the Adams Family was the first sitcom... To show an actually loving, an actual relationship between man and wife. Do you man and wife. Who played Gomez in yeah, those uh, John Aston. Yeah. Yeah. Who was also on Briscoe County Junior. He was. <laughs> but uh, but no, that was a show where the husband and wife frequently embraced each other and talked about how much they love plowing. Mm -hmm. On a fucking sitcom. You knew those motherfuckers didn't have twin beds. You knew they were fucking all the time. And you knew, you knew Thing was up in that. Boop. <laughs> all right, I've got one. But here's the question. Oh, go ahead. Whose butt was he in? Gomez. <laughs> you see, maybe, just maybe, they positioned themselves just right. Work. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a visual gag. I apologize. <laughs> But he was rocker in them. <laughs> <coughs> so, one of my favorite lines, but this is from one of my favorite movies in general. Mm -hmm. The, I don't know, it's complicated. If God were a city planner, what would you put a sewer system next to a playground? Yeah. I think I kind of butchered the line, but. Yeah, he wouldn't dude. put a playground next to a sewer system. Yes. Yes. That was, uh,. <laughs> Freaking, I love you, sir, I'm Marshall. I'm off to find the mystical clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> that was also, oh, God, what was that cat's name? Uh, he's one of those three-name fuckers who are your, like, yeah, he's, he's either like going to be an actor. Rock, yeah, and, he's either yeah. going to be an actor or a serial killer. Yeah. Like, freaking uh, Jackie He was in Ar Dodgeball also, wasn't he? Yeah. What was it? Jackie uh, Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. That motherfucker. He even has the face of a serial killer. That's why he was perfect as Rorschach. <laughs> no, that's why he's perfect as the terror as well. <laughs> you really need to watch The Tick, Jake. It is fucking amazing. Okay. I watched it again, and it's still great. 
even though, you know, like the first two episodes a playoff tick maybe is a hallucination of Arthur really well. And I love the fact that the, his, the, the outfit in the first episode sucks ass. And they bring that up in the second episode because the first was just a pilot. They were shopping around. So when they got the money, they actually got him a normal suit. It looks so bad in the first episode, enough to where you almost don't want to keep watching. But they end up giving him a normal outfit after that, which looks really good. But Arthur's the moth costume still sucks dick. Holy shit! But no, I I like I still like some lowest common denominator comedy like Wedding Crashers. That's kind of lowest can't. common denominator. I love Wedding Crashers. That no, movie thematically hilarious. I can't because I just realized like man, you guys are some disgusting human beings. But and once you have that glass shatter, you can't find it funny. True, but. Forgetting Sarah Marshall will always be. I that is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love love that movie. What I really like what they did what they did with that movie to make it a lasting comedy. This is all told from the perspective of the male. All right, the he male being great, heartbroken and not right? the female. Yes, but then you have it's the same reason. Um, <clears throat> that Godier song that was popular not too long ago. Uh, somebody that I used to know. Mm-hmm. That whole song was about, I thought you said we'd still be okay. You fucking did all this shit. You did me bad. What is wrong with you? And then Kimra's verse comes in. It's like, actually, motherfucker, remember when you said you were going to be a decent person? And then you did nothing but constantly call me an asshole all the time? Fuck you. You're the reason we broke up. You can go and fuck yourself. Because that song was so self-aggrandizing. Like, oh, why does she hate me? And then she just slams in with like, here's why I hate you, motherfucker. And best thing about that song, it got me into Kimbra. She is amazing, dude. Seriously, fucking phenomenal. But anyway, that kind of uh, that kind of taking because you think, oh, he was always polite with her. He always did this. But then you see it from the other side. That fucking fight scene where she just goes off on him about mm-hmm. all the shit she did because she thought it was her fault that that he was broken. That right there is what makes it a lasting comedy because once you normally when you realize they were also a douchebag. That kind of ruins it for you. Kind of like how Wedding Crashers got ruined for when you realize that these are some disgusting human beings. Just because you put Will Ferrell in there who's worse than you doesn't change the fact that what you're doing is disgusting. Even if you have Isla Fisher in it, I'm still not going to watch this movie again. <laughs> I don't know. So me and Soraya were talking about this yesterday because I get, I, I wouldn't say defensive, but here's the thing. Like, I get it. She likes movies to where... Like, uh, characters have redeeming qualities, right? Which, that's fine. Okay? Whatever. To, to each their own. But we started to have this, not heated, but this discussion on the way home from Smith's last night. It was night. heated. Because we did, we did our... It's, it's, Jake, you're we, from our stock. It gets heated. Because we did our uh, Thanksgiving dinner shopping last night. Uh-huh. So, um, no last minute shopping because I refuse to allow it. Fuck um, yeah. So... Basically, we were having this discussion. We were talking about like movies. We were kind of just having a laugh at you know what little it takes to constitute like a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. You know, to us like oh god, the Die Hard paradigm. Which I'm sorry, Die Hard could have happened. It can a Christmas it, movie is anything that has to happen around Christmas. Die Hard could have happened at any party, not just a Christmas party. Any party. Christmas was not integral to its story. It was. No, it wasn't. It was. It could have just been in, like, hey, we're having an office party. I want you to but come But no, out. he was traveling to the office yes, party because the co- office party was a Christmas no, party. He's the, not no, going to come Jake, out. Jake, listen, listen. He's not going to come out. Yes, for, he is. 
for fucking what's because his name's retirement Jake, party. Jake, I He's want not you to think come of out this. for that. He please, came please, out please. for a Christmas he party. Did, but listen, specifically, why did he come out for the party to try and salvage his marriage? Right. Please, but, Jake. Jake, just dude, let me even finish if my it was thought. A retirement please. party. No, Jake, just let me finish my thought, please. He is a proud man. That uh, the fact that there was an excuse for him to come out is why he came out. If she could have crafted any reasonable reason for him to come out, he would have came out. Yes, he would have, because he may be proud, but he didn't want to make the first move. She invited him as the first Dude, move. Dude, it is a Hollywood trope that Christmas is a thing to where I don't care you can about bring tropes. families together. But I don't it care is. about trope. Dude, it I'm is the about- holiday. He's like, okay, I have not seen you in how many months? Yes, he could have came out at any point in time. However, since it was Christmas and he had not seen his kids or his wife, that is why he came out. And yes, there was a Christmas party. That Christmas party is also what helped him to be able to have a ride from the airport to the building, all of that. So yes, Christmas is... The- Regardless, no, she bought the ride. No matter what, she would have got the ride. It's not be. It's not like he had a special Christmas deal but on dude, the fucking limousine. But they're not going to rob the place on I fucking know. fucking Flag Day or on the, but the anniversary it of D Day. The are there. Any party would have been good enough for this. But but a Christmas party is the party yeah, of parties it's for party business. Of parties, yes, that's but where you have everybody together. It's not going to be retirement parties. It's not going to be Easter parties. It's not going to be the fucking Fourth of July. Christmas party. Why wouldn't it be the Fourth of July? It's not going to. Fourth of to. July is get drunk holiday. But it could have been New Year's, Jake. It could have just as easily been a New Year's party. But New Year's is still not Christmas. I know it's not. But here's the thing. That party could have just as easily been a a New Year's party. Because he's out there not because it's Christmas. He's out there because he now has an excuse to come out there. His wife gave him a good enough reason to where he could keep his dude bra essence. Bob. Bob. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right now. Seriously, think about this. If somebody came up to you and said, here is a plane ticket to go back to Kentucky and see family that you haven't seen in so long. You can go on Christmas. You can go on New Year's. Which do you choose? You're not going to choose Actually, fucking New Year's. No, you're not. No, 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 no. You know what I would New choose? Year. I'd say, hey, can we get some time that's not a holiday? Because it's less likely that my dad's going to be no, there. No, that, that's bullshit because regardless, Christmas at Granny's and getting to see Granny at Christmas time, that is why Die Hard. It would Hard, be lovely. It would be lovely. That yes, is why Die Hard takes place at Christmas. I super and why don't want to Cri- see Dad. Dude, it doesn't matter. He's going to show up anyway. He's like the fucking herpes, dude. So, anyway, back to my original point. (laughs) Yes, please. Anyway, (coughs) so she was talking about the movie The Family Stone. Have you seen that? No, what's it about? It's got um, Diane Keaton. um, What's his name from Coach? Um, Uh, Not C. Thomas Howell. Um, Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Or was it M-O-O-N? That spells moon, man. (laughs) No, it was Craig T. Nelson. So they were husband and wife and their families getting together for Christmas, right? So it's like uh, Rachel McAdams. um, Is it Sarah Jessica Parker? I forget who all's in it. But anyway, um, Luke Wilson's in it. So this whole family, and they're all kind of dysfunctional, right? The mom has survived cancer like once or twice or something like Sounds that. Sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. Then they find out that she has cancer again. They don't want to tell the kids, right? Um, 
Is this Sarah Jessica Parker? I think that's who it is because like one of them is really like anti-gay because one of the brothers is gay or or maybe she's the girlfriend of Luke Wilson and she's being a total bitch about it. Whatever it is, right? And so we're having this discussion. She's like, I know you don't like Family Stone. And I was like, it's not that I don't like the movie. What I don't like is that those are just kind of horrible people. They're horrible to one another. And then, oh, shit, mom gets cancer and dies. And then everybody all of a sudden wants to love each other again, you know, and, and act like none of that shit ever happened. I was like, the reason this bothers me is because, look. Regardless of what you want to say otherwise, I I used it as an example. I'm like, Fight Club as an example. You say that there are no redeeming qualities to those characters. You didn't even finish watching the movie to where there is some redemption at the end. There's some redemption. I'm going to have to ask you what that redemption is because... No, he tried stopping the buildings from blowing up. But then he allowed it. He's like, okay, sure. Well, that's because it had all already started. And so he's like, you know what? Everything's falling down. I'm going to admit that I was in a bad spot in life. And that he genuinely, you know, he's like, these buildings are blowing up and we're starting anew, so let's start anew. And that's kind of... Yeah, but it's also a toxic man-child who's just, well, I made a boo-boo. Right. Like, no, you but fucking these are the blew same, shit up. These are the same toxic personalities. They're not blowing shit up, but they're not nice to each other. I'm like, you talk about how those characters are not good people. These are not good people either. No. Just because you prefer this form of entertainment does not mean that those people are not any worse than these people over here. Yeah. And that's what the discussion came down to. I'm like, honey, I'm seeing a gray area here. You should be proud of me because this isn't black and white. It's like, the yes, I can admit that these aren't good people and I can admit that these aren't good people, right? Uh-huh. Whereas she's like, no, they still have redemption. These people are just terrible people and I don't care about them. I just want you to realize, Jake, you said you can see shades of gray when you just black and white and die hard. Because <laughs> it is black and white. Uh, changing subjects, changing but no, subjects. But do you see what I mean? Like, I, I think, and I was like, look, it's all about perspective. You know, you think that the people in Fight Club, there are some terrible people. But guess what? They still make choices. Like Bad nobody choices? nobody makes them make those choices, right? Nobody makes the, the the characters in Family Stone make bad choices. Even if like the one character tries to play it off and put it off on other people, right? But the fact of the matter is, is just because you prefer this movie to this movie does not change the fact that the ones in the movie that you do like still aren't terrible people. Yeah. <clears throat> That was, like, a big fucking rant. So bring up that what-the-fuck Potter okay. for me to read, Bob. All right, y'all. We're going to uh, we're going Because it's lateral. hilarious whenever I read. The... And also because I... Well, my head is pounding me right now, so I'm glad Dude, I did no, this. it was fucking funny reading those. Yes. I, I want to do that and again. And this time, I was smart enough to put the ones for today in a drive file. Or in a, in a Word document to where Jake can read them. Uh, Got now. a fire end. Yeah, this is the end of the Goblet of Fire, Jake. All right. Do you need it bigger? Nope. Okay, cool. Okay, so, all right. The graveyard scene, Bob. Yeah, okay. At this point, I couldn't find much in terms of the third task. And shit, I don't think much in the second task, really. Other than, you know, bringing up the fact that Victor Crumb's treasured possession is a fucking 13-year-old girl. Anyway! (laughs) um... Okay, so... (laughs) 
Voldemort's hands were like large pale spiders. Two for two on extremity descriptions in this book. Woot. <laughs> I'm never letting it die. I'm Obviously. never letting it die. I am the reanimator over here, bitches. <laughs> Obviously. Since since Scabbers had a missing toe, like Wormtail had a missing finger, if he animagied again, would Scabbers have a silver paw? Right? That's a decent question. For now, let's let's headshot that then, Jake. What what would he Okay, I think it might be one of two things. Either he would or okay, one of three things. Either he wouldn't be able to animagi again because because of the because strength of the so magic of yeah. that silver paw. He's no longer technically the same being. Right. So I he get. could he could not do that. Um he would either then choice two, he would be able to and he would have the silver paw. Or three, if he was able to, he wouldn't have it a paw at all. Yeah. Those would be the three different pathways to me. I think that's it's only one of those three. I kind of like the idea of him not no longer being able to transform into scabbers. Because his his uh body changed so severely. And plus it, Voldemort didn't need him to be sneaky sneaky anymore, didn't need him to turn into a mouse. That so, is true, yeah. That would be my thought. Since Voldemort was out in the open again, he didn't need... And so just the, the power of that magic was was enough to keep him from being able to animagi And again. there's a couple of these I didn't... I put in, like, this note one, next one I have to because I'm bad at remembering stuff. This is one I... I noticed something when I was reading because you know how I... How... Uh, Dumbledore said that he now had a sleeper... Harry now had a sleeper agent because he saved Wormtail's life. Right. Which he ends up helping him involuntarily in book seven. Right. Why didn't he help him in the graveyard? I Because, you know, Harry was going to die. But I realized something. Yes, Harry could have died in the graveyard, but he was standing up and he had a wand. He had a means to defend himself. If he lived or died, that was up to Harry. So Wormtail wasn't compelled to help him because Harry was not in, he was in danger like a motherfucker, but he had agency in his life. When he was trapped in the, in the Whatchahoosets, in the cellar, cellar. he was locked up and he had no way out. So yes, he, then that magic compelled him, which is kind of fucked up. The magic would just make you do something like that. But so that's why like, I know it could be another thing of uh, overthinking. Okay, yeah, I put it down down right here. I uh, yeah, I I really like it though. I doubt its intention. I doubt its intent because Rowling's writing is extremely vague and leads the people to make up their own conclusions and project their own ideas onto the author, which I brought up many times. Like, oh no no no, it would have happened like this. Like. Like, it's in her writing. It's like, no, her writing's incredibly vague. You inserted that into the world. You saying this is how it works. But I think that's why I always liked it was because, because I was make... able to kind of... But you cannot say that's good writing when you you create... It's great plot... world building, great character building. But in terms of writing, when your fans have to create the, uh, the stucco for your plot holes... But they're all... <sighs> It should be a closed loop. Plot holes is kind of a... But what if it was written as not a closed loop? Because there's the whole... Um, there is that theory of the circle theory. 
of the books. Have you ever heard about that? Oh, God. Is that the whole brothers thing? No, no, no. It's where, like, book one and book seven are the mirrors of one another, two and six, three and four. Um, No. Yeah, so read into it. But, no, there's certain things that as you look at, whenever you take... One like one chapter in book one and the mirror of it in chapter seven. Oh, the ring theory. Okay, yeah, ring I know theory. the ring theory. Ring theory. Here's the thing. Yeah. They also use that to explain why the fucking prequels didn't suck, Jake. People tried to use that ring theory bullshit to say George Lucas is a good writer. But I don't trust people who say the ring theory explains it. It's bullshit. George Lucas is a bad writer, but J.K. Rowling is not necessarily a bad writer. She's a fun writer, but there are glaring holes in a lot of shit. Hence, what the fuck, Potter. <laughs> Hence, feet like baby dolphins. Feet like baby dolphins. <laughs> All right. This All one right. says for you to read, so read Oh, no, it. that was it. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> Always thought it a bit dumb that when Harry and Voldy crossed wands... <laughs> The rose in the air. Oh shit! I'm not. I'm, sorry. I'm not. You. No, that was you me. Have that not, was I me. know. I, I know. I'm gonna read this shit yep. the same way as what I they did. Rose, I apologize. I tried correcting all yep. my issues, but I, I was rose doing in the it air, fast. Never moving, but somehow landed in a different part of the graveyard. Ew, but think about it. Gravity wasn't affecting them, but the Earth was still rotating. So when they landed, it was someplace else. But that's just probably more projecting intent upon the author. Seriously wanting you to read this because I would go on a 30-minute round about how effect and effect are basically the same until you get them wrong. Jesus fucking Christ. The definition of effect is literally to effect something. What the fucking fuck? How about them puffins? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, because when I was writing, that, I was like, shit, should I use affect or effect? Then literally the no. definition of affect is effect. Effect is the follow. Affect is the... Effect. Uh, is the before and up to effect is the is the finishing is the finished product. Want you to read that. Affect to have an effect on. It's fucking bullshit. Anyway, oh, and it's ready. To, did you ever look up the ready to rumble massacre thing? No. You need to. Okay, sure. Uh, because I'm not messing fuck, up. Anyway, what was that like? Oh well, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, when Barty Crouch is having his parlor room monologue of why he did it, he says of his father, Barty Crouch, to his mother, probably also named Barty. (laughs) (laughs) He never loved her as he never loved me. Uh, Or he loved her as he never loved me. Ick. Yes, these are all childish. <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, I also had one. I also had one. I don't know if I want to make this a full thing or, but I don't think the the what the fuck Potter cast is ever actually going to be a thing. But I, I actually have a theory, Jake, on the resurrection stone, because a lot of those things make sense. The Elder Wand makes sense. It's just a wand that's made super fucking good. Right. Hell, like, you could even say it might be the first wand. So, therefore, it holds so much power. I don't know. Something like that. The Invisibility Cloak is just a really well-done enchantment. Fuck, it was probably done with the Elder Wand. 
Like, if you think about it. Right. But what about the resurrection stone? What magic is any way like the resurrection stone? What happens when the wands cross hit? When Priory Incantatum pops up? What spouts out? Little wispy ghosts that are echoes of the person they were. What does the Resurrection Stone do other than summon, uh, create an army of zombies? Create spirits. Or summon, summon, little bunny foo-foo quotations, spirits. Which look, in the movies, and even when they were described in the book, exactly like what his parents looked like in Prior and Cantatum. What if the stone acts as a... Because, you know, when they have to be in the same wavelength for it to pop out. What if the stone works on... Now, this is full-on me head shopping. I'm not even going to say. It's like, well, it's because rallying wouldn't... It's like, no, this is me completely head shopping. What if the reason mages are special is their bodies are tuned to certain frequencies, like, you know, something like that. And you can go with the ley line theory, even. You know, like, the, the ley lines are traveling below the blah 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 the the dragons beneath the earth and that kind of thing. If your body can tap into that, that means magic is constant and forever. Those who are of magic are also in, like ghosts. Ghosts are wizards in this world. They don't explain it's somebody. It is a wizard who dies. Their magical essence will not reabsorb into the ley line. And what if the the stone is made with part of that be that that ley line energy, or even a part of it, to where it can it can prior and contatum souls. Bring about little little versions, like echoes of the person, which is why it drove the first, uh, was it Prevail? Peveril. Peveril, uh, brother, the second Peveril brother, insane, because it wasn't his his lady person. It was a echo of them, not really there, but sort of. I think that would be cool as fuck. And I know that theory is barely... No, I like that, but here's what I think. I think that that is like way the fuck out there. Oh, it soups out there. Which I, which I like. But I was sitting here as you were talking, it made me think what if what if it's there's maybe something simpler for it. So, with the invisibility cloak, there's something that's really strong about that specific invisibility spell. So, what if there's just what if the stone actually has a priori incantatum spell cast on it and but it's, it's a like very the specialized same st- right just like oh the god wand, what if there they was all came very... from the same like if they if hell that could even merge perfectly fine in with my fucking ley line theory because if it's made with a part of that underlying essence of magic that would explain why the elder wand's so good because uh-huh. that's its core yep. and the enchantment is so strong because what you enchanted was a piece of that mm-hmm I like this. High five for combo in theory. Nice. That is so cool. And really quick, we're going to take a three minute break oh, here. Get your money, you midget. Traffic, baby. Little traffic. Come on, come on. Come on. What do you got? Where is it? Oh, good. Go get my damn beer. You're freaking morons. God, it's a good movie. It's... Come on, where's the massacre crew? Come on. This was the same video you watched? No. I'm trying to. Where's the. Where's the massacre? Because he's like, they stage a massacre. And it's not playing. No. It was before. It was. Yeah, it was whenever they were first in the van. Yeah. With him, anyway. I think. Trainer. <laughs> Tragedy. 
We need to have a ready to rumble episode. We do. Such a, and that works so well with like the the shit we were talking about. You know it, because it is a silly movie. Oh fuck it, we're stopping for a second. Okay, so Jake just stopped it to try and make me watch a thing of. Dude, I'm telling you, the massacre okay, thing. Okay, is it, in. it most likely was, but I don't remember. But we were he had me watch some clips from Ready to Rumble, which fits so thematically with what we were talking about. We're gonna put a pause in the last uh, the, what the fuck party. What the fuck Potters? In terms of, uh, we were just talking about movies that were stupid and bad at it, and movies that were uh, how Adam Sandler movie is stupid, but you can tell they don't care. A uh, Steve Martin movie is stupid, but it's well crafted. This is the third heat. It's stupid, but it's genuine. They had this fun little story they wanted to tell, so they made it. They made this this dumb, dumb movie that at the same time has Martin Landau at some of his best, Oliver Platt, Oliver Platting to his fucking <sighs> tens, and actually not fucking hating Oliver David Platt. Arquette. And oh, and fucking Scott Kahn doing good acting. Not as in as in like he's projecting well and using his scenery. Like, no, he's hitting his marks solidly. And more than he should in this movie. It is a great movie because it is just a dumb, silly movie, but it's not toxic. It's not, I don't give a fuck we're making this stupid movie. It's not, I'm going to well craft this, I'm going to puppet master this perfect storm. No, they had their silly movie. They made their silly movie. And we at the middle of it was movie. wrestling. And wrestling. And Joey Pants. <laughs> Joey Pants. I forgot Joey Pants is Eric Bischoff. Yep. Ah, so good. But we can. Sorry, we can keep doing some more. No, we're uh, we're finalizing what the fuck Potter. We're almost done, Jake. All right. All right. Also, why did Karkarov testify? That's actually a really good question. As in, why make a deal? This was a government in the middle of a war that gave the okay to kill on sight and break the core tenets of their society. Why not just pour Veritaserum down his reputin ass wooden teeth? And Rasputin. Make- the Rasputin. Yeah. That was not me. You said Reputin. Oh, I thought I said Rasputin. You said Reputin. Okay. And make him tell them everything and then kick him back to Azkaban. The ministry does not seem to sort... Does not seem the sort to play fair. They're the leaders of a bunch of sociopaths. They should be the most social of paths. I had to put the L in social. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Why why give leniency? You can just pour that shit down their throat and make them tell you whatever you want. Well. Because the only thing it wouldn't break is stuff that you're sworn to secrecy through a vow. Which is so magically inclined anyway you wouldn't be able to say in normal instances and you wouldn't be able to say with Veritas anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. Now, what if... What if the purpose for him doing that is a balance thing? Like, not like a... A, um... Acknowledged balance. But think of, like, if you think of Star Wars, how Darth Vader did upset the balance, but just kind of in the other way. Because everything was so Jedi-dominated... And then he killed off all but two Jedi, so then it became dark-dominated, and then there was more of a balance to the Force, right? Okay. So, but what if whenever it came to Voldemort's circle, 
that there had to be a balance. <laughs> that is probably that's the best run the gag. And what's even better is whenever they're in when dinner, like oh, Frau when, Blucher, you just hear right whenever they're in dinner, they're like inside, they're having this discussion, and he says it, and really silently in the background, you hear. It is the fucking best, dude. Terry Gar is so. Oh, dude, you're not even kidding. Oh, shoot. Uh, even hey. in Money Talks, she was gorgeous. Oh, God, you're right. She was. She God, was. you made me remember a Brett Ratner movie. <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. Anyway. Okay, here's your <laughs> your fudge rant. Okay. <laughs> All right, this is, I sort of touched a bit on one of the other ones. Uh, we kind of talked about the Parting of the Ways, but in the Parting of the Ways bit, when I... After Fudge leaves and Dumbledore's all like, can we trust you and Arthur? One line. We know what Fudge is. That that one line from Molly tells you everything you need to know about Fudge as a person. Mm-hmm. This is a person who is so slimily racist. And cowardly. Yes. That they always knew. Like all the like how Arthur was always shit on because he liked muggles. No matter how kind and jovial and polite with this stupid fucking line bowler, which is the ugliest thing in the world. And I'm glad they didn't put that in the movies. All these like, Oh, Oh, he's just like a nice little uncle. And then you realize he is like your uncle. The one that you absolutely don't want to go to Thanksgiving dinners because of, which would be our dad. So (laughs) (laughs) all the family who's listening. Yes, it is like your uncle, (laughs) but no, it's, it's one of those things you just, absolutely get everything you need to know. And I know I shit on JK's writing a lot. This was not it. It was perfectly encapsulating all you needed to know about the state of the magical world by just one, by two lines. One, we know what fudge is not. We know what fudge is like. We know what fudge is. He's not, he doesn't it's a have, declarative yes, statement. he doesn't have attributes of it. He fucking is i love that and i and but i think i had another uh oh yeah modern than saw horrible race blah blah i don't think i have the last little bit i uh, yeah and and i mean heck you could figure out before that how horrible he was because his defense of the malfoys who two books earlier was busted with with illegal dark artifacts swept under the rug because he gives us so much money, I don't care. That that's Those two notions are all you need to know about Fudge. He's a basic politician, and he's a say, racist he's a piece of fuck. Yep. I like that. I absolutely like that. All right. But now, let's not focus on that. Let's focus on this. Dumbledore lies the goat fucker was right. He told the students that Voldemans killed Cedric. Did you put that on purpose? Uh, Voldemans, yes. Okay. Which he didn't. He was killed by a fat Shakespearean character actor who was holding a stretched out fetus that was nursed on snaked milk. Never bottle. Oh God, I did write snaked milk. Never bottle feed your kids, people. They'll become stretched out murder fetuses. But no, that's what it is. No, like, it's true. He's, you need. You deserve to know the truth. Voldemort killed Cedric Diggory. Like no, Wormtail killed him. 
it was he was ordered. His wand did it, and he was ordered to do it by Voldemort. But no, Cedric was killed by a by as worded on one of my favorite riff tracks. Let's see. He was killed by a big by a fat man holding an evil baby. That's how he died. He was killed by a fat man holding an evil. Hey, he is good. Baby. <laughs> He's good as Rosencrantz in uh, oh, Rosa Cranz's uh, uh, yes. Hamlet. Yes. Yes. He's good. He, that's why Dude, I said that's because that fucking Hamlet actor. is great. Yes. Branagh's Hamlet is fucking great. It is super great. fucking long. Oh my god. It's the only version of a Hamlet that has ever been fully translated from play to movie. It's the only Mel one. No, Gibson one sucked. Yeah. Uh, but no, the Branagh was fuck. Oh. Okay. Uh, there's only one like review thing that I ever watch anymore. And his, in his review of Orient Express, he actually said that his Kenneth Branagh is actually I uh, hurts the movie. No, no, no. Oh. Supplants his fucking uh, Henry the Eighth as the most Branagh Branagh to ever Branagh. And I want to see this movie so bad because too. of that. I do too. Holy shit, I want to watch that movie so bad because, yes, Kenneth Branagh is his, at his best when he is devouring scenery like motherfucking Galactus. It's true. He is but just he's hovering. so good at it, right? though. Right? That's why he, he can. So, exactly. He's so fucking, in, like, much ado about nothing. Like, he is so good, you don't realize that... Who is it? Kenneth, not Keanu Reeves, no, but you Denzel don't Washington care is his that fucking Keanu brother. Reeves and Denzel Washington are brothers because he casted well. Fuck, he he was able to make Keanu Reeves a good actor in a thing where he doesn't get to be the stoic uh, neutral mask. On a side note, I talked to someone whose business was in San Dimas. <laughs> oh my god, I can't say much. Anytime I'm working on something, I see West Covina. I get freaking uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, like the one of the songs from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend stuck in my head because there actually is a song called West Covina because she gives up her life, moves out to West Covina, California to stalk her first boyfriend. I talked to Fucking somebody good. from Walla Walla, Washington, and it made me think of the Offspring song, Walla Walla. Hey, and Walla, you know I'll what? see you in a actually, Walla Walla. Actually, it makes me think of a uh, Mike Birbiglia skit. Uh, the... The Sleepwalk With Me stand-up. It's fucking amazing. Holy shit. But yeah, in it, there's uh, it's truncated by a story where he was in a La Quinta Inn in Walla Walla, Washington. Which, it's like, I know it's supposed to be La Quinta Inn, but I you can't make me speak Spanish. I didn't press two. <laughs> so, there I was. In a La Quinta Inn in Waya Waya, Washington. <laughs> so every time I see Walla Walla, I'm like, Waya Waya. <laughs> One time I actually wrote it. <laughs> But yeah, it's... Uh, that's funny. <clears throat> and that's... Scene. <sighs> that's about going to do it for this episode of Brother Squirrel. Uh, thank you for joining us on that weird that weird bit. Path. And I'm, I'm on fumes now, Jake, so I'm just going to hurry up and wrap this. <laughs> so if you would like to send us uh, ideas for our fanfic theater, which we're still working on the title of, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that. We'll get that going. Uh, you can you can uh, send the links to us on Twitter at ABQ Podcast capital A capital B capital Q. I don't know why I Podcast. made you do the first. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can also email brotherscroll at gmail.com. Send that stuff to us. And hey, if you if you happen to have liked this, please hop on iTunes, rate it, and if you can't, give us a review. I I like doing this, 
but I'd like if more people enjoyed it. <laughs> right. And heck, when you leave a review, that lets us know what you think of it. And if you tell us what sucked about it, we may fix it. Or we may be the toxic man children that we are and say, fuck you, we love it the way we are. <laughs> and go listen to our friends at Two Minds Podcast because they're more even killed than us. People to, to kind of pull from. So, you know, it's difficult to, you know, have 45 of everyone you know. Yeah, when you don't like have a, a huge network, starting something out can be bad. But. The bright side is, we already know this isn't going to be a job. I love it. I, I would, would love fucking it if it love was. It. But this is us just hanging out and relaxing, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. All right? Our posse is on Broadway. <laughs> you know, those are two different songs. But... I know, but still. Okay. I knew they were two different songs, Jake. Good. I fucking, I, for some reason, I think of posse on broadway a lot for some well i think it's the that 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 beat that beat is so nice and just clicky because you and kids sensation are at your home away from home (laughs) anywho's and with that dear viewers we here at a brother's quarrel podcast would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument no (laughs) that (laughs) it's